Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Kent Spitfires One Day Cup podcast. The show is brought to you by our One Day Cup partner, WW Martin. My name is Cameron and I'm joined this week by a man who's Kent through and through, working his way up all the way through the academy into the first team. It's Mr. Marcus O'Rin. How are you doing, Marcus? Very well, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Just before we get into the episode, I want to let you guys know what is going to be happening this Thursday at the Kent Spitfire Ground, where not only will there be Metro Bank One Day Cup action between the Kent Spitfires versus the Knots Outlaws, but it's also our community day. So what this means is that there will be a variety of activities taking place at the ground on behalf of Kent Cricket and the Kent Cricket Community Trust. The Trust Challenges will see a variety of things such as a speed cage, games of bat tap, as well as a VR and table cricket. Also, there's plenty of other things for the family to enjoy at the ground, such as free activity booklets, arts and crafts will be available throughout the day, even a face painter will be in attendance. Two other familiar faces will be at the ground also, with TV's Mr Maker and pantomime dame Ben Roddy will also be there during the day. Moreover, the NHS will be at the Canterbury ground providing free health checks alongside the Kent Cricket Community Trust's popular digital support sessions as well as financial health checks with Adams and Bowles. Kent Fire and Rescue and Kent Police will also be in attendance as well as our customary post-match autograph session with the Kent squad. So as usual, go and support the boys. Get your tickets now for this Thursday at tickets.kentcricket.co.uk and remember, it's just £1 for under-15s. So just a reminder... This Thursday, Kent Spitfires versus Knots Outlaws will also be the community day. So get your tickets and have a wonderful day. I think we should probably get on with the episode now. So Marcus, I know that you're suffering from injuries. What, what's where's the body at at the moment? Uh, yes, I've I've been I've picked up a few. I've been slightly plagued by sort of longer term shoulder injury over the past year. So I had surgery this time last year, and it still hasn't quite cleared up as I'd like. Like right. it to have done, um, and in the meantime, yeah, had a had a couple of hamstring injuries, um, one at the moment, and what was one that was similar a few weeks ago. Right, is um, this affecting the bowling? This the shoulder? Yes, yeah, so no bowling, no, no throwing. Um, ah. And but it's okay. I've sort of off, I've been able to sort of manage with left-handed throwing right. so, <laughs> to, to some degree. <laughs> that is talent, right there. Because you play you weeks back, is that right? I did. I played so in the one day cup. I played the first yeah. two games, yeah. um, and then picked and then got injured in uh, the game at Beckenham against Leicester. Um, just feeling yeah, the ball running after it. Um, just tweaked my hamstring. I'd probably okay. rushed back from the from the the same injury a, sort of a few weeks prior. Right. Um, not ideal. Not ideal at all. But we hope that you come back very speedily. But I want to go right back to the beginning of your journey in cricket. But give us a backstory. Where are you from? For people that don't know, how did you get into cricket? Quite simple, really. I was um, so I've grown up in Tunbridge Wells. My parents are both teachers, um, so they teach at a school called Homewood House, which is just outside Tunbridge Wells, um, and they run the boarding house. So I was I've always sort of lived on site, and the cricket's quite strong at that prep school, um, and so I've always been lucky enough to have sort of nets in my back garden. Um, a younger brother who's also really keen on sport, was a very good cricketer. Um, so we just I sort of took it from there, practised when I was younger, got into the Kent's um, age groups pretty early, just came down for a trial, I think for the under-11s, got selected and made my way through there. That is really what I'd love to speak to you about today, is that journey, because there's 
as you can imagine, there's plenty of us out there who dreamed of going the full way, which you've done. So start. So you were 11 when when you started. Is that right? In the in the Kent squad. In the Kent squad, yeah, under 11s. How do you remember? I know it's a while ago now, but that first professional environment, being 11, so young. Were you excited to be in, involved at that stage? A bit nervous. What was the feelings? I know it's a long time ago. No, I can remember it quite. Uh, you remember it quite vividly. It's it's like it's this sort of thing. You obviously want to be there and you want to trial and be part of the Kent team. But you're driving down. You think, oh, you're really nervous. You don't mm-hmm. almost don't want to get there. And you think, I, you know, what? Got lots of coaches with um, notepads. Sort of you think I'm, I'm being judged on every single ball here. But yeah, I think that's only natural. Maybe you're a bit young when you're you know you're only 11. It's quite it's quite a lot of pressure that you probably put on yourself. But stuck with it. Um, and yeah, managed to progress through the age groups. Um, I didn't, it wasn't that, that, I didn't find it that straightforward, you know, going from age group cricket to, um, say professional cricket. I was, I, I did get onto the academy when I was quite, when I think I was 15 and then did, did sort of three years of that. Didn't quite work out when I then didn't get signed from the academy into the professional team. I went off to university very, very briefly and that didn't, that didn't work out. Um, and so then I sort of just by chance came back um, and had really good timing. I, I sort of was playing club cricket, I played for Tunbridge Wells, um, was doing quite well in the Kent League, got a few more games, the Kent second 11, bowled quite nicely. And it was sort of at a time where spinners were moving up. There was a gap in the squad for a, a spinning all round, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and got a, yeah, that's, that's how I sort of got back in. Okay, let's dive deeper into that. So... At what stage did you and Kent kind of split ways the first time? When I was probably 18. Um, and I did, it was through my own, you know, it wasn't, I, I didn't necessarily see professional cricket as, as a, I don't know, viable option. Didn't, didn't think I was probably quite good enough, um, which at the time I still, I still think was the case. I, my bowling, the thing is my bowling came on quite a lot. I, I wasn't seen much of, as much as a bowler. Um, when I was in the age groups and in the academy, I was very much a battery bold sort of started with seam and then occasional sort of off spin. And then um, when I left school and um, I went to Australia and ended up actually just bowling quite a lot, bowling in the nets practice. Um, and that came on quite nicely. And so I was, I was, a, I was a completely different cricketer when I came back a couple of years later, um, trying the second team, but it's like the door was always open. Um, if, you know, if I was playing well enough and, and I actually wanted to pursue cricket, where did you go in Australia? Uh, I've been a couple. Of, I went to Melbourne, played some club cricket in Melbourne, which was really cool. Straight that, out of yeah. school, um, uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. Um, the cricket was. Um, it wasn't the highest level of club cricket over there, um, but that's irrelevant, really. I was is many of the practice I was getting, mm-hmm. um, sort of being away from home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was very. It was you know very lucky. Play professional cricket, you actually get to you, know, you can spend six months. In the in you know in, in the summer in Australia, it's not bad. Cricket on, on a Saturday, yeah. Um, Would you suggest that for so someone who has gone through that journey in the academy, maybe at first attempt hasn't been able to jump straight into getting a professional contract? Was that a knock at the time for you? You've now gone away to Australia, improved again. Was that something you like wanted to get back into the game, or was it like you're saying, just kind of by chance that actually? the professional side came back to you or was that always even when you and Kent split ways at 18 you always your ambition was to get back no not at all yeah I think it was what it was that sort of as with a lot of things you, you actually don't try that hard it sort of just worked out you know right. you know I didn't have that as my as my 
sole goal I just wanted to you know I love playing cricket and wanted to enjoy playing and improving my own game and so I didn't necessarily so I guess I didn't put that much pressure on myself then when I came out to play in the Kent second team uh, you know sort of a free shot that just just play see how it goes and works out absolutely brilliant but I'd I'd be happy enough you know if 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 it didn't yeah well you've gone back to second 11 doing well uh, in the Kent League what was that conversation like who was it with saying we would like to give you this first professional contract um initially it started with uh, Min Patel he was the second he was second 11 coach at the time and I think keeps quite good tabs on what's happening around the county and in, in, in the club cricket sort of circuit and so he he gave me you know he he gave me a, gave me a chance and has actually worked um quite a lot with me on my off spin obviously great really good spin coach um so th- those things sort of fell into place really nicely but then actually you know getting so he I, I guess he recommended that I be considered for a contract and then so Paul Paul was is obviously still was director of cricket then as well um and so I offered me my first professional contract which obviously I took yeah. immediately um <laughs> what was that feeling because you were here from 11 to finally get that first professional contract. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't actually really... It wasn't... Obviously very, very pleased. And I, my mum's sort of driving me everywhere to games. And he, he's, my parents were very pleased. My family, brother, play, played a lot of cricket with him. Um, but then you sort of realise that actually you've just got it that you, Your job, you've, you're, you've got a long way to go. Um, sure. And it's, yeah, it's it sort of... Rolls, rolls into one. We were speaking just before off air. You were in the academy with like Zach Crawley. Are there any other names that are playing now that you went through that journey somewhat with? Um, still currently playing. Yeah, uh, that's testing me. I, um, well, Jordan Cox was as I was. I'm, I'm actually a few years older than him, but as I was finishing on the academy, he was sort of starting, and obviously, I could see he's quite a good. Quite a really good, good young player, but others have. There've been a lot of people who've got who have played at Kent who were on the academy at the time when I was. Um, Ryan Davis, um, he's a year older than me. Um, Hugh Bernard as well. I play so with I'm Hugh's sure brother now. Else. Shout out to Duncan. Um, Ollie Robinson, he's he's a year but younger than me actually, and another top player. No, plenty of names there that I'm sure us Kent fans uh, will recognise. A lot of us playing. Village cricket, harbour this dream that if we score a few runs, we will have a phone call from Kent. I'm still waiting, but what would you say to those playing Kent League cricket out there? You've now done that journey. You've done really well. Obviously, it is something that can happen. What level do we need to get to to be called up by a, a Min Patel? Um, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the the oracle on it. It's uh, it, it's a lot of it's. I think a lot of it's timing. If there's if there's a gap in the squad and you're consistently performing well in in the Kent sort of Premier Division or maybe the one below that, then I guess then it's can how can you get a game in the Kent Second Eleven? Mm-hmm. And then if, if I think if you do well there, then you're, you've got a chance. Right. Um, I think that's otherwise you know that's that's I think that's how this how the system sort of works. Have you enjoyed um, your time in the Kent Second Eleven? You won in the One Day Cup in 2019. Is that 2019. Yeah. What I was think, that experience yeah. like? Oh, that was brilliant. I think that that also actually probably helped. My case of getting signed, um, so doing well in a team competition, um, and that sort of then highlights. If you do play well, that sort of highlights your performances even more, yeah. um, and you, it sort of helps help me get noticed. So that was that was pretty pleasing, and 
yeah, since since then I've actually probably been in the second eleven a bit more than I would have liked. Um, whether that's with injury or, or just not quite having the form, you know, to to get myself into the first team regularly. Those other challenges, I guess. Sure. Well, as this is the the one day cup, we uh, we like talking about obviously the great success of last year. I know, unfortunately, you weren't able to partake in it. I believe you were in a sling in the final. Is that right? Was, were you? Yeah. I thanks for reminding me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, about it, that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was about this. It was about this time last year. Great day out though. Went up at Trent Bridge in in the thick of it in the crowd. It was that. It was that was yeah, brilliant to watch. Well, this and, you've preempted me perfectly <laughs> because I remember on the day seeing pictures on on Instagram. Was it yourself? Bilbo was Zach also in it? Was he? Yeah, there? He, Zach was there, yeah. and uh, yeah. and uh, Deeb, De- Deeb's Daniel Bell Drummond. What was that day like? Watching it as a fan that day, I guess. I know obviously you're part of the squad, but the emotions of that day, living it with the fans. You were amongst the fans sitting there. Uh, yeah, we were in the Kent. There was sort of the Kent section. We had so we just, everyone was sat there, which was really nice. It was funny, wasn't it? You, you obviously want to be playing. You'd rather sure. be playing, but it was actually when you're you're sort of removed from the game it's yeah it's a very very different very different feeling one I've probably become a bit um, more accustomed to than others this year as well sort of watching from the sidelines but yeah absolutely as a, as a Kent fan you great day out well I, I would have loved to have been there to to witness we've just spoken in our last episode to Gilly who said that afterwards there was mass celebrations do you remember any of these celebrations yeah, that, it was, it was, yeah. Can you can you give us a story from them that can oh, be aired? I don't think I've got any. There's any. There's no. Nothing springs to mind. It was just one. Of, it's one of those. It just all wraps into one. It's a great. It's a great day. Great day out. I think we, everyone went back to the team hotel, and actually having not not been a part of that squad at all, but then to be there afterwards, I think it was that was really nice. Actually, uh-huh. um, the whole squad was there. Coaches, you know, support staff, and players and players who didn't actually play so I know that you're sadly struggling from injury right now do we know when you may be back uh fully fit no not really um I'm hoping sooner rather than later it's I I would have expected to probably be back certainly sort of bowling and throwing a bit more than I am at the moment but it's yeah I try not to look too far ahead with it um so this this season I'm there's not that much cricket left, to be honest. So there's some important matches, obviously, but um, yeah, it's not going to quite happen. Bowling and throwing, sort of the end of this month or in September. So it'll be it'll be definitely looking as a fully fit for for next year, hopefully. Right. Any plans for the winter? Going to Australia again? Again, or? subject to subject to fitness. But I'm I've very fortunately been invited to go to Kenya on a for, oh, wow. on an MCC cricket tour. So I'm looking forward to that. A couple of weeks in November. Um, Amazing. but beyond that I'm, I'm still trying to work it out it could it's it's looking likely that it will be a, a winter of sort of getting my shoulder right and building back up with the bowling um, which is which is fine um, and, and the fitness side of things I think right well that sounds amazing to be honest a trip to Kenya for a couple of weeks do you know how many games you might be playing out there or I know fitness depending but yeah I think it's pretty full schedule I think it's probably, probably six or seven in, in 12 days um, I, I really don't know what to expect from it who gives you the call for that? The uh, MCC? How do you yes. get on that? It's yeah, it's sort of a very lucky. Just got just sort of you. So there's an app you can apply, um, and the, and then you sort of yeah got selected. Got selected, I suppose. I okay. I'm really interested because a lot of the listeners will know that you obviously play for Tunbridge Wells. I saw a thing last year that you were playing, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. The European 
cricket league? Is yes, that? I know this is. I think I know this is going. How? <laughs> well, first off, explain to people kind of what that league is, how that opportunity came about, and uh, how you found it. I guess. Yeah. Um, so Tunbridge Wells were the national T twenty. They won the national T twenty competition in twenty twenty one which I had absolutely nothing to do with. I didn't play a single game, nice. which is obviously a brilliant achievement for the club. And so if you win that, you then qualify for uh, so the European. So it's like a sort of a Champions League, sort of, you know, the, champ- yeah. the winners from each <laughs> each country. So so Ireland were there, um, Scotland, you know, who was else in our group? Austria, there were, there were teams from all over. The, the French were pretty good. Um, okay. And... Yeah, so then it's a it's a T ten competition in La Manga. Um, <laughs> this sounds uh, sorry, amazing. not La Manga, Malaga. Okay, um, and yeah, it's just played over a week. It's it's streamed. There's some pretty indifferent cricket going on. It's a very small pitch on AstroTurf, right? And I was asked, Tomish was kindly asked me to go and play, which yeah. I've obviously jumped at. And then we won we won our group in the first week to qualify for a second week, which I wasn't able to go on because it was we were sort of middle of pre-season here and then Tunbridge Wells got all the way to the final which is a pretty good pretty good effort and who did they meet in the final do you know uh, I, th- I think it was Sp- I think it was Spain actually they had okay. a pretty they had what I think they had a I remember watching it they had a, one or two pretty tasty bowlers well that was it who I, you were saying about France in the group but like were you surprised by the level of these other maybe not well-known cricketing nations uh yeah there was a, there were a lot of good players and it's particularly in that format where I think we probably assumed we'd go over as quite hot favourites probably were but there were yeah we, we found out pretty quickly that you, <laughs> you, you if you're a bowler it's it's quite a, it's quite a long week I would love to be involved in that that sounds amazing in Spain for well potentially two weeks yeah AstroTurf yeah but yeah and especially for the bowlers I can imagine that being quite tough I want to just finish this section off you, you okay we've spoken a bit about your injuries and, and your journey up but being on the journey that you've been on now what would you say has been the toughest, but also the best bit of your career up to date? Toughest, yeah. I don't harp on it. Yeah, the injuries definitely. It keeps you. Out. You just, yeah, it keeps you out of the game. Um, and you think, oh, what else am I going to do with my time? You know, um, and you don't feel like you're you're contributing that much, or not certainly not to your full capacity. Best bits, uh, I, I think. Yeah, just I think. Making my debut, I think probably I played a T Twenty game here that season. That we that season, sorry, that season that I got signed happened very quickly. You know, probably four weeks earlier, I was playing the the odd second eleven game, and so then to, to sort of make, play your first Kent games mm-hmm. so that stands out as sure. a, a big highlight. Was was it here? It was. Yeah, it was here. Brilliant. Was the family here? And uh, I don't think so. I think they were. They were. I think they were on holiday oh, no. somewhere. Which is which is <laughs> yeah. Which <shame>. is, <laughs> Not ideal at all. Not ideal. Well, but hopefully many more to come in the future. Look, we'll be back in part two with plenty more questions. We've got uh, quite a few come in for Marcus this week. So please stick with us for that. And thank you so much for your time already today. It's been fascinating. Just to hear what the journey's like for someone who Kent through and through, all the way up through the age group. You've, you've done what all of us have dreamed of as Kent fans. So it's been great speaking to you so far. Thank you much. And yeah, join us after this, everyone. Hello, Marcus here. We hope you're enjoying the Kent Spitfires One Day Cup podcast. We'd like to acknowledge our partners, WW Martin, major sponsor of our men's One Day Cup team, Black Opal Travel Group, major sponsor of our men's first class team, 
Shepherd Neem, our official beer supplier, major sponsor of our men's Vitality Blast team and the Spitfire Ground St. Lawrence. FGS Plant, an official sponsor of Kent Cricket. Barrett's Motor Group, our official training kit partner. Castor, our official kit supplier. And Bayliss Executive Travel Limited, our official travel partner. And our official charity partner for the 2023 season, Porchlight. Hope you have enjoyed the podcast so far and look forward to answering some more of your questions after the break. Welcome back to the Kent Spitfires One Day Cup podcast. I'm joined still by Marcus here. This is the fun part, as I keep saying. This is the Q&A part where we've had people message in and we've got some questions from some of your teammates as well from the squad. Okay. So let's start off with your nickname. I believe it's Ray. Is that right? It, yes. Can you can you yeah. tell us why your nickname is Ray? Uh, it is because of Ray Reardon. Actually, Paul Downton came up with this one. Oh, right. Was, yeah. He, he, it's, uh, he, Ray Reardon, oh, I didn't know, was a snooker player. I don't know if I can tell you when or how good he was, but right. and it's just stuck. People just liked it. and it's So it's, Ray it's, it's stuck. Ray, yeah. How Do you like your nickname? I've never really had many nicknames. So okay. it's like, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I, I sort of almost, yeah, I don't even think about it. On the subject of nicknames, who has the best one in the squad, in your opinion? Oh, I rarely actually used, but um, Hammy Cadry is occasionally called Colin. Colin Cadry is sort of a play on <laughs> Colin Cowdery. So I, I quite like that's quite, I, that's, that's an quite a nice one. one. That's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Kind of linking back to the Kent Lee cricket chat, do you ever kind of feel an extra pressure because you are pro for Kent, going and playing for Tunbridge. Is there any chat around, you know, Kent players here? Do you feel that kind of extra responsibility? How does that feel for you playing when you're back at Tunbridge? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mainly that you put on yourself though, because it's sort of an expectation that you, you know, you should get a big score or, or bowl really well or, you know, help your team win the game, which more often than not actually probably doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I'm lucky that I've always sort of played for Tunbridge well so I'm actually quite good friends with a lot, a lot of the people in the team so it, it's it's a um it's not like I'm I'm being sort of I'm, I'm going to a club and you know that's that's my that's my job to sort of win them games and uh you know sort of just just contribute from a purely a, a playing capacity yeah I find that really interesting what do you get any any comments from the opposition at all oh it can it's certain teams I think yeah it can get sort of yeah it can get quite fiery right um which unnecessarily so i'd say most of the time but it's competitive and it's nothing you wouldn't expect really right. nothing too untoward do you wear your kent lid uh i do you do or, that's yeah. amazing i love that I, I can just i think i can justify it though i think it's well firstly i don't have any i don't have a another helmet okay, and, I, yeah. and, I, and i think it's yeah that's a higher level of protection I'd be wearing my Kent kit, to be honest. All full <laughs> whites if I was playing. I, I, absolutely. No, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, yeah, I have another question specifically for young offies who are trying to make their way in the game and or maybe trying to push themselves to become pro cricketers down the line. What would be your suggestion to them to show off their skills when trialling? Because it can be difficult for young spinners going into... These indoor nets doesn't turn much. Uh, batsmen trying to obviously show off their skills as well. What would you say to a young offie trying to make their way in the game? How to how to show off this themselves? I think 
Certainly spinning the ball helps, or in uh, said indoor nets, you're not going to get much spin, so batters are yeah, going to probably line you up a little bit. Um, so it's like other things at your disposal would be sort of change of pace or using the crease, so do you bowl some balls over the wicket, do you come round the wicket? And I don't know, in a trial situation or in a... Certainly as a, as a spinner, if you look like... If you sort of have a bit of presence and look like you're in control of, like, you know, your field, your field set, you're pretty confident, then that, I think that actually goes quite a long way instead right. of just sort of running up and sort of trying to land it, you know, somewhere full and hope that the batsman doesn't whack it. Right. I think it's it's those those other things when the pitch isn't maybe maybe assisting you. Right. Well, no, that that's great. Well, I've already ruled myself out because I don't qualify the first criteria. It doesn't spin my offspin. But okay, thank you very much. Okay, this one, another one. I, I really like this. I a little birdie tells me that you're a very keen reader. Is this true? Ooh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I've, I wouldn't say. Uh, I, I do like reading. I've sort of That's got into great. it. I don't know who's been telling you that. I, I have my sources. But if you were to write a book, actually, I'm going to go two prongs here. If you were to read a book about one of your Kent squad members, who do you like to read about and their story? Having listened to the first podcast in this series, it's probably Michael Hogan. Super um, plug. <laughs> go back and listen to it if you haven't already. Great answer. And if you were going to write a book about one of your teammates who would it be Ooh, i think it's really cool to wander i think he's, he'll probably have quite an interesting absolutely when his career is finished we'll probably have quite an interesting story yeah it'd be worth writing about I'm sure it maybe will be hopefully great answer and so what would be your perfect off day what, what are you doing perfect off day hobbies outside of the sport if i'm in canterbury Mm-hmm. It's a nice day in the summer. I yep. think drive to to Broadstairs, Broadstairs Beach, yoga in the morning on oh, the okay. beach with Fred Larson, anyone else who <laughs> wants to join, uh, followed by an Asahi bowl at the uh, local cafe we tend to go to. That became a bit of a, a bit of a habit. I think I've seen this on maybe Bilbo's Instagram. Yeah, it does. It probably has, yeah. Probably it's has probably a main appearance. <laughs> Actually, talking about that, I recently saw you guys at Wimbledon. Is that right? Did you enjoy that? Was that a good day out? Uh, very good. Amazing. Love tennis. And it was, it was a great, well, great event. Very fortunate to be invited, really. If you were to play another sport, what would yeah. be your chosen sport? Um, professionally. Professionally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it probably would be tennis. Imagine winning a Grand Slam. Winning, that would be, I think, yeah, the, that's probably it. I agree with you massively. Okay. Favourite karaoke song? Oh, mm, um, yeah. I wouldn't be putting my hand up first to do karaoke. What would my? I think I would probably go for "Don't Stop Believing," which I think was a house music song that I I, I had to be had to be a part <laughs> of at school. So I, that would be my go to. Okay, uh, we're kind of talking a bit off air, but what would you say is your favourite batting position? You've been opening the batting for Kent recently and also for Tunbridge Wells. But you were saying that you've actually kind of batted anywhere from one to eight. Do you have a preference where you bat? Not not really. I, I've just, I, I don't mind opening the batting. In in one day cricket, I, 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 I quite like opening the batting, I think, but I think most people would probably say that. You mm. sort of go out to bat and there's only two fielders on the boundary, so that's, that's pretty handy. Yeah. Um, I, I think... When I'm bowling and I'm fully fit, I think playing as an all-rounder, batting in the middle order is probably more of a, you know, more as where I would, I'd see myself. But I don't, I don't really don't mind. If you had to just 
pick one discipline, batting or bowling, what would you go for? I think now it's got to be batting. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, <laughs> bowling's on the back burner a bit. So, um, yeah, I think think full steam ahead with the batting. So 100 over a Pfeiffer? Uh, ooh. Yeah, I would take 100 over Pfeiffer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, excellent. So, I've been asking this question to our other guests, which is, can you sum up our one-day squad in one word, please? Dynamic. Dynamic. Superb. Great word. But I want you to respond to the comments from Mr. Nathan Gilchrist that he placed you as the squad's highest levels of IQ. That's pretty generous. So thank you, Nathan. But no, I, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't see myself as. Maybe it's poor reflection on the rest of the squad, but I, I don't know if I'd see myself <laughs> up there. But I'll happily take it. I don't know how we you how we test it. <laughs> so you said that you listened to the host episode, which is wonderful. So you would know, you'll know the concept by now, which is the Kent's top six. The six players that you've played with at Kent, and I, I think we should include players that you've maybe been through the academy with, yeah? uh, some of the names you mentioned earlier, if they get in. That is a couple batters, a couple bowlers, a keeper, and an all-rounder to take on the rest of the teams that we've had. Is it two batters, keeper, and some bowlers? It's bowlers. You could chuck an all-rounder in there. Okay, though. right, yeah. For, um, for balance, you see. So, stra- yeah, straight off the bat, Zach's going to open with Tawanda. Nice. Um, why is that? Why is that? Uh, I just think they complement. They're both very fast-scoring players. Go to, <laughs> I, I don't know what can I say. They're both very good batters. And I, That's all if, I'm, if I'm selecting my yeah. my top two, they're going out there. Good. Um, number, th- uh, number three, I'll probably... Uh, I think my keep, well, my keeper's going to be Sam Billings. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he's there. He's probably at three. Uh, Joe Denley, I'm going to play nice. definitely. Yeah, um, bowls handy uh, leggies. Yeah, Grant Stewart's going to going to play. Is nice. both batting and bowling, and I'm going to get Fred Clarkson in there as as my left arm seamer. He'll he'll swing Super. the new ball. Super. Um, so that's my six. It's uh, I think that's pretty strong. I like the batting lineup there. The, the batting um, is very strong. It, it could be fluid as well. Yep. I, I like Fred it. at six, but the, the, the other five <laughs> no, <are> probably. <laughs> There's no chance we're getting Fred up the order in this. Uh, no, Fred's Fred's. Fred's staying. Be happy at six. Okay. Uh, honestly, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the insight on how going through the ranks, through the academy system, and now being a professional for Kent. Like I say, every young Kent fan's dream. You've achieved it. It's been brilliant talking to you. Thank you so much for the, taking the time to speak to us today. And good luck with the injuries. Hopefully, they clear up soon, and and you have a great winter. And enjoy. Kenya. Oh, thank you very much. Look forward to it. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Hold up. 